Hey everyone, Halcyon Floats is Philly's favorite float studio with locations in Northern Liberties and Roxborough. Come float effortlessly in your own endless sea. Experience weightlessness undisturbed by light and noise. Away from the outside world, amazing things can happen. Be present, explore your mind. Floating can relieve anxiety, pain, and sleep issues. Allow yourself time and space to heal. Relax, recover, reset at Halcyon Floats. Uh, you can check them out on all the social media. Bye. Floats and book a float at halcyonfloats.com. Yo, what's up, sucker MCs? Check the footnotes, y'all. Word up. Ready to bite your ass. Oh, word. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the O Word Podcast. I'm here with Michael Degler. Hey. Hey, I don't know if you've heard any of the recent episodes, but uh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I'm less hosty, I think. What episode number would this be? 97, I think. Okay. So this is my last, my last mm. time. No, it might be 98. I'll have to look. 97 or 98. Yeah. yeah this will be your last time. Yeah. I want to get Daniel on. Yeah. Um, I want to get a friend, another friend of mine on, Lucretta, who just started a podcast. And then I, and then Timmy, I think. So nice. I think the three of them will be the last ones after this if i can get it together nice. daniel's hard to get together with because he's got stuff to do yeah it seems that way yeah so it seems that way yeah but based on my experience he seems to just hang out at this one coffee shop in fishtown yeah that's the only place that i ever see him but they're always doing union work there <laughs> that's true he's yeah he's a real agitator yeah when later in the history books they're always right about the one coffee shop that the, the philadelphia teachers union worked at yeah yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's nice of you to pass the torch to Lucretta. What's his podcast? <laughs> it's Could a sports it one. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. I don't think I passed the torch, um, but he's been talking about it for like two years, and I've been like, dude, like, are you going to do that? Are you going to do that? Are you going to do that? And yeah. just for so long hadn't. And yeah. now they, uh, they're on like their fourth or fifth episode or something. It's him and his friend Walt. Walt? Who, yeah. Who was like, he was like friends with Phil Hober and stuff. I don't know if you ever... I don't think so. Him. Walt's yeah. a, a great name for a man of our generation. Yeah, Walt. Walt. Imagine a baby named Walter. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. It used to be so popular. Wally? Do you call the baby Wally? I think Walt might be your best option, actually. For a baby? I mean, for someone named Walter as a nickname. Yeah. No, Walt isn't bad. Like, I feel like as an adult, Walt on the right person could be, like, kind of cool. Yeah. But as, like, a kid? <laughs> it's weird. Well, a yeah. lot of names, I feel like most names, it's rare for a name to work well for both a child and an adult. I disagree. I think especially, both of our names uh, work well for children and adults. Especially men. Yeah, I guess. Well, the cla- you got the classic the classic 10 male names <laughs> or whatever. But once you get out of that. The big 10. They either skew toward being, like, a weird little kid name or, like, a... All right, well, what about my brothers uh, Christopher and Ryan? Are those the classic 10? I don't... Ryan isn't. No, Ryan's not. But that works both ways. Ryan... I guess... Call him Rye. Yeah, Ryan's an okay adult name, but it's so close to Brian. I think, like, Brian lends a lot of legitimacy to Ryan. I think Brian's a boring-ass kid name. Yeah. Yeah, Brian... Although, I feel like we grew up with a lot of Brian's, but now Brian does feel like an adult name to me, which is so weird. But I guess that's how all those names feel when they don't get kind of passed down to the next yeah because ryan i think has completely replaced brian in that 
name slot. Yeah, and girls have. But that your brother's name. probably one of the older Ryan's, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I think that might have been kind of a popular name because he he knows a couple Ryan's. Uh huh. And then actually, my younger brother was friends with a couple Ryan's growing up too. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Yeah. So I but think yeah, there must have been like a who's the oldest Ryan? Like Ryan Reynolds? Are there older <laughs> Ryan's than that? <laughs> Uh, like Ryan Gosling. So there are like some Ryans that are around. I would 40 think Ryan right Reynolds is older than Ryan Gosling. Yeah. What's he like, 45 maybe? Ryan Gosling? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, probably like 45, yeah. Gosling's probably like 40. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Doesn't that feel. It feels a lot closer. Like when you, now being 30, yeah. saying someone's 40, yeah. doesn't feel that big of a stretch anymore. No. Super close. Like, because even when you're like 25 and you're like 40, <laughs> okay, what are you, dead? You know, and now you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, a 40-year-old feels like a, like a, a slightly older peer yeah. now. Yeah. I so see pictures of, like, like my sisters in college and see pictures of, like, her and her friends, and I'm like, they, they look like middle schoolers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, undergraduates <laughs> look like children to me. Yeah. It's really strange. I don't even, I'm not even an older-looking person. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, and I don't even think our friends for the most part are older looking, right? No. So I, yeah, I guess, I guess we are in the ground. Like, I feel like if I were on a college campus, people would just think I was a college student, but maybe not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not definitely not me. Cause I feel like you would look like a teacher. I feel like I'm very aware now when I'm like around young people yeah and i've always kind of looked older for my age yeah. but like definitely now i think they would view me as like something very different than them that is not all that different from like a 50 year old or they'd something. smell you yeah from far away they'd know well i actually went in the just the other day i was like kind of near temple and i wanted a falafel uh-huh. and so i went to um, it was a Sunday night and like everything was like closed and I went into this like falafel, like a Cheney falafel place on Temple's campus and everyone in there was like, um, <laughs> was like a 19 year old. Yeah. And it was really bizarre. And I got, and like the, the, the girl got my order wrong and like I was communicating and it was fine, but like I was trying to explain to her what I wanted, but she like it was like talking to a 14 year old cause she wouldn't like talk to me directly. She's like talking to the other 19 year old being like, well, he said, I thought he said salad. I didn't know he said rap. And I'm like, I'm like, just talk to me. Like we can, we can She's settle talking this. to everybody else in the store going, you fucking believe this old ass <laughs> guy. Like, <laughs> but it was just like very, like it, it felt like the generation difference was profound. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know. Like I'd been, I'm sure I'd been in that, even in that, it was just one of the, the the street level restaurants on the edge like near Cadoba. Oh okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and Coba or Kobe or whatever it's called. Jimmy John's. Yeah. It's yeah. Near there. But I'm sure I've been in that thing just when it was a different thing. Probably. But so long ago now. Yeah. So much has changed. Yeah. But um But yeah. But yeah, Chris is a pretty I think a classic. Chris. Classic name. Yeah. My brother keeps joking that he wants to go by Topher. Yeah. Dude, it took me... I didn't realize that Topher was Christopher. Yeah, for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wow. that. Sh- I guess that it it shouldn't be 
it should be the same as Chris, but mm-hmm. but it's a thousand times dumber. Yeah, it's way worse. Yeah, I know. We uh we were like, because my other brother's having a baby in like a week, or like you know, baby's due on the first. Yeah. Um, so we were there this past weekend because my sister was leaving for school again, and we like had dinner or whatever, and then we were doing like a a little poll to see like who could guess the date and yeah. weight or whatever of the baby. And we were kind of like writing the our names out, like what the baby will, like the kid will call us, like you know, Uncle whatever. And Chris kept being like, "Yeah, Uncle Topher." <laughs> like, I'm am f- on board. I think it's hilarious. That's if really he, funny. If like mid midway through his twenties, he just rebranded as Topher. Yeah. yeah, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, but I don't think he's got the uh, the commitment to the to the goof, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's an, what's well, actually my other brother, his, his name, like his first middle and it's Ryan John. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I still don't know if this is totally serious, but, um, he'll like help me with my taxes or whatever. And I'll email him like my stuff and he'll email me back and he'll always sign it as RJ. Uh-huh. And so he start. I asked him what the hell that was. And he's like, yeah, I go by RJ at work. <laughs> so I don't think he actually does, but I also don't know if he doesn't. Yeah. So he might have rebranded, like silently rebranded as RJ professionally. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Weird, right? I feel like that's not very uh, professional to go by. I th- no, I feel like it was, I feel like he was just fucking with me or it was like a shorthand thing he was doing. I don't know. Yeah. But, um,. As far as an email down, signature, I think a lot of people will do like an yeah, initial thing. I think deep down, like maybe when he was younger, he always wanted to go by RJ or something. Yeah. And he just, he didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so now he uh, he can like spread his wings a little bit, you know? Yeah. What about Arge? Arge? He could be Arge. That's pretty cool. I'm thinking about changing my name to Seth. Seth? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's so weird. Like. These are the this like the second half of a very common name, but you've never <laughs> yeah. heard it before, and it, it sounds very foreign. You can't do that, Seth. Kale? I guess you could. Cole, Cole? Is, is how it's pronounced, but that's a name. I don't think anybody does that either. Yeah. No, it's so weird because like Mike sounds like everyone's heard of it. Yeah. But if you remove just like the M from Michael, it starts to look like a very like unfamiliar Dude, weird assemblage of letters it's my middle name and i always get, to this day trip up on spelling it if i have to yeah like i know how to spell it yeah but every time i'm like that's how you spell it it's really bizarre <laughs> yeah it's really strange yeah i don't know why it's spelled or pronounced that way is it irish no it's from the bible it's just a, a biblical name yeah what although it's been like I think it's Stomp only Michael on. in English. Yeah. So that's like the English version. It might have come through Irish, actually. And then like Mitchell is a form of it, too. Mitchell's awful. Yeah. Awful name. But Mitchell is how... You could see how Michael could be pronounced Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's, Mitchell's just like a phonetic spelling. <laughs> I don't know. Names are strange. Yeah, that's like, a, that's like an Ellis Island thing. Like some Irish guy was like, Michael. Yeah. And they wrote... Yeah. Yeah fucking michael mike's definitely mike's a good short name i like mike i don't so much like michael yeah i don't really like michael either it's it's a weird um 
like the coal is like a uh, it's a weird throat noise kind of yeah see i'm kind of i've always kind of liked joseph uh-huh. and i like joe but i feel like the seth let i know i said i was gonna go by that i don't actually think that but i think that's like a cool yeah it's like a cool way to end a name seth yeah. one time hunter invited me to a birthday party in like second grade and on my invite he wrote j-o-s-e-f what was that? What are we, like, Russian? <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Just phonetic, I guess. I think about that, because he had really girly handwriting. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Nice. Yeah, just seeing my, my invite with J-O-S-E-F. Yeah. I didn't even realize you could do that when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's names. <laughs> names yeah. yeah everybody's got one that's true what else you got going on nothing really nothing at all yeah you went on some trips this summer yeah i was in i think i've been on here since i w- went to taos were you i don't i don't remember maybe i wasn't i've now like i was telling you yeah given up that whole thing um but i went to london yeah. England, recently. Yeah, you just got back. And that was pretty cool. I recommend it to everyone. You are on episode 190. So this is 197. Yeah. So, a couple months ago. Uh-huh. I don't remember when you were in Taos. Yeah, I don't either. It was either right before you left or right when you got back. It's immaterial. Yeah. New Mexico is a cool state. Uh-huh. Northern New Mexico. Breaking Bad. It's very... It's very... Actually, not too far from Albuquerque, I think... Albuquerque is two hours south. Yeah, it's not bad. But um, but the Colorado border is only like I think forty five minutes north of Taos. So and then you're into like so it's a mountainous. Did you venture up there at all? No, no. I would like to. I'd like to go back to Colorado. Yeah, Colorado is pretty cool. Yeah, I would like to spend more time. See Denver. Go to Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. See all that stuff. Yeah. Chris you, was just there this summer. Yeah. For a little bit seemed like it was really cool yeah the, i mean those are high mountains i think they're pretty much the highest that the mountains get in the u.s yeah he also went there's uh, a town the highest town in the u.s is in colorado really and you can drive to it i think it's at ten thousand feet i forget what it's called but it would that would be cool to like you know you could stop and have lunch there or something he went somewhere else that looked really cool um no, he didn't. I'll have to dig to find it a little bit. But it was in Colorado, and it looked... Oh, here. It was uh, Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve. Oh, but and there are sand dunes? Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's so really I think cool. Th- I think that was like a couple hours from... They I didn't stayed know about in that. Denver, I Can think. Can you see the mountains in the background? I think so. That was the only picture... That they had yeah how cool yeah see oh yeah i want to go there because i thought there's a there's then like there's a dune desert in siberia yeah where it's like tall dunes Uh uh-huh and then in the background are just like snow-capped peaks that's pretty cool and i thought that sounded so cool but that's like pretty close to that's like a super mario level yeah (laughs) so then like it's much easier to get in rocky mountain national park they're at like that awesome fucking lake yeah that's yeah, awesome. It just looks so cool. Yeah. Was that yeah. in the summer? 
that yeah. was a couple weeks ago. Uh, no, I mean, it was like July. Oh, cool. It was like 4th of July, I think, yeah. they were gone. Yeah, I um, want to go and see some snow. I think, I might have said this before, but I I'm, I'm, think I'm tr- done traveling in the summer through, like, <laughs> the middle of America. Cause it's through just the hottest like, parts of... It's the- just, like, too hot. It, like, ruins... Yeah, but the other, the problem stuff. The problem is so much of uh, of America and the mountains and stuff is like real dicey for a lot of the winter. Yeah, that's you the, only have that's those, the issue that too. window, like especially like yeah, Colorado, like Wyoming, on Montana, couple highways you could take through. Yeah, but I would still at least like I think I would at least try that. Or maybe, like, I don't know, you could go in the spring or the fall or something. But I think like, spring is probably I keep like, where it's at. The height of summer is not a, a good time to, <laughs> August. to drive through. Because I was from, like, I mean, I'm sure it was only slightly less hot here. But I was I went from, like, Indianapolis, basically, to um, the, the, the foot of the mountains in New Mexico. It was just, like, 95 degrees the entire time. Yeah. And, uh... Uh, it just sucked. And you're just like, especially when you're in the desert, you're like, oh, well, if my car breaks down, I'll just die within a couple hours, I yeah. guess. Um, but, and that's not even like the real desert, but like, it's just too hot. Yeah, well, I think, um, like, or driving through the south when we went on our first road trip, like, yeah. just how fucking hot Louisiana was. Yeah. And how, like, humid and gross it was. And then Texas was like, and Sean kept being like, it says it's 92 and philadelphia it's only 91 here it was hotter there like yeah, in texas the humidity, whatever yeah. it was it was just fucking hotter yeah the humidity doesn't really break until probably not far west of san antonio but we didn't like yeah. go there yeah so it didn't matter it was just swampy but it's like that the heat is like so much worse yeah because you're just like trying to but especially that. in indianapolis which is like you know you're in like the great lakes region pretty much and it's it's still it's just like so hot well if yeah if you're hot in texas you're like yeah this makes sense but if you're hot in indianapolis you're like what the fuck am i yeah. doing here <laughs> why am i here yeah it's like this isn't just i didn't factor this into my plan <laughs> yeah you're like what the fuck is happening this is well i don't even want to be here when it's not hot why am i here when it's hot you know? yeah indianapolis is weird right is it, um, is it like a new city yeah. It's like, well, yeah. there are old parts. So many of the cities I went to, and Indianapolis is one of them, it felt like um, they had just like, they had either fixed up all the old stuff or knocked it down. Yeah. So there was no like, you know, like so many neighborhoods in Philadelphia, it'll be like, like there's some nice stuff, but a lot of it's like run down or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, they were like, in two years, they decided to like, like throw money at everything and like anything that was like not rehabable they just like redo it it. Um, yeah i wonder if uh because like philadelphia's or new york or boston or whatever like they're so old comparatively to other cities in america uh and they're like sturdy like the buildings are like brick and and indianapolis is like that yeah but do you think like, because those were kind of just stops along the way for a while, right? Um, farther west it is, but, like, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Cincinnati, like, those were, like, big industrial cities with, like, wealthy, like, yeah. industrialists. I guess they're just 
benefactors. Such shitholes that it's hard to imagine, you know? Yeah, well, it, I mean, that did, that is like a, a thing. It's yeah. a weird, although Indianapolis is, is bouncing back pretty strong. But I think, like, Indianapolis, it's, it's Cincinnati bounced yeah. back real nice. Like, Cincinnati's pretty nice. But it's the same thing where you drive around Cincinnati and everything just kind of looks new. Uh, uh, and I'm sure Cincinnati. there's, like, older areas and stuff. But, yeah. um, like, the, the like bulk that you see when you're kind of just visiting is very new looking. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of, um, yeah, I think just recently, like, kind of, or the, you know, the last five or six years since the economy's been stronger, there's been a lot of... Do you think that's too, building. like, a lot of people just... Because I guess our parents' generation kind of dipped out of cities. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, so now, like, our generation is sort of flocking back towards them? Yeah, certain cities. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But, but Indianapolis is, is one of them. Um, at least it's the one in Indiana. Yeah, actually, Lauren's brother's best friend lived in Indianapolis for a little bit. Yeah. Said it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Now fine. he lives in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Hartford is not one. So, no. it's different different places. Plus Connecticut sucks. Yeah. But Hartford's not one because it's right near New York. I think like, why would you go to Hartford ever? Yeah, I think Connecticut and New Jersey both suffer like they're they have great sort of rural and suburban areas, but like if the people that want to live in cities move to New York. So yeah, they're, they're proximity they're, victims. That's what we call them. There's pro- that's a good term, actually. Thank you. But you can read but, about it in my latest book. <laughs> but yeah, it's like there are no nice... Like, New York makes it so that there can't be a nice city sort of within an hour of it or whatever. Yeah, and then Connecticut, too, has got Boston not that far. Yeah, that's true. Because um, even, like... I mean, just having driven through them. Like, Providence seems like it might be cool in Rhode mm-hmm. Island. But that's like a little farther away from yeah. New York, and and still not it does not have the draw. But even the other cities in Massachusetts aren't nice like Boston is. Like uh, what other cities are in Massachusetts? Um, it's like Fall River and yeah. New Bedford. Okay. Uh, Worcester. Worcester. Yeah, but aren't those kind of like? I don't know about uh, the first one you said. Fall River. Yeah, but aren't the aren't they like kind of Boston? suburbs cities no especially not fall river new bedford are like kind of south massachusetts i know it's it's hard to like yeah <laughs> massachusetts is so small uh-huh. but like they're more like uh like coastal mill towns okay and like new bedford had a lot of whaling and that's like like you know there's like lots of like portuguese people live there and stuff really um and uh, and then Worcester, I think Worcester's still like maybe an hour from Boston, hmm. forty five minutes. There I didn't are, realize it was that far. There are lots of like like Brookline and Revere and and Quincy are all like right in the vicinity of Boston. Yeah, and part of the Boston Metro, yeah. and they're like basically just Boston. And some of them are nicer than others, but it's it's all like um, they all like sort of benefit from like they're people. like Feasterville. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm sure one of them must be like Feasterville, but they're more like, uh, I don't mean Feasterville in, they're more like, in looks and like and Abington or, okay. or Balakinwood or, gotcha. I think Dorchester is like Cheltenham or <laughs> that kind of stuff or yeah. Camden. None of them are like Camden though, but like, you know, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, they're satellite cities. Gotcha. I, uh, I have family in Mass, like my mom's grandpa 
her dad's dad, I think, came over to Boston from Ireland. Yeah, in Manchester by the Sea. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Have I, did you I told tell me you that when that that movie came out. Oh, yeah, because my mom kept talking about it. Someone was like a the postmaster general there or yeah. something. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. like the North Shore. I haven't actually been up there. But I would like to. Yeah, seems nice. I like Ipswich and movie Salem was and stuff. beautiful. <laughs> it does look nice. That's yeah. the thing about Massachusetts, and I s- still feel this way. Is like it's such a, a pleasant state to be in compared to so much of the country that I don't know why those people are so. Yeah, angry well, I went. To be I went to Boston, a couple of years ago with Lauren for like a long weekend, and Boston's pretty cool. And then, like, my brother and I drove up, and we stayed outside of Boston. I don't remember where, but my uncle. They live in Connecticut. He was working in Boston at the time, so uh-huh. they had like he had like an apartment he was renting, <coughs> and me and my brother were going to a Yankee Red Sox game at the end of September. Yeah, and uh, we stayed at his apartment, but it was in like a suburb, and it was like really green, like they had all like the New Englandy buildings, yeah. and it was kind of folly. Yeah, it was really nice. Like yeah. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was uh very pleasant, quiet. Yeah, and uh, the apartment building we were in had a lot of Indian people. Yeah. Smell like Indian food. Yeah. But like not good fresh Indian food, like kind of stale. Like the smell's been here for a while, Indian food. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have a big South Asian population, I think in part because of all the um, the colleges there. Hmm. But it makes sense. Um but yeah. And how was how was London, England? It was cool. They yeah. also have a large South Asian population there. There was a a South Asian family in the flat. Yeah. Beneath us. Um, but it was nice. It was kind of like um, uh, like your little house here, like just maybe like the this part and the second floor. Yeah. Sort of. Um, you know, it was like a, a three-story house that I think was divided into like three apartments like there was a basement apartment and then a first floor and then <clears throat> we were on the, s- the second and third floor it was a really great place in chelsea super expensive yeah like ridiculously expensive i yeah. was like looking up um like you know real estate in the area and they were like had just apartments on the market for like 1.2 million pounds which would be like i don't know a lot like almost two million dollars yeah um, but it was pretty close to the center of the city where like all the things were. So it yeah, was that's cool. cool. I know very little about London, but I obviously hear Chelsea. Yeah. Well, that's lot. the Chelsea that all other Chelsea's are named, named for. Af- yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. Cause they have like a, there's like a Camden in London. There's a yeah. Kensington, um, there's just like all these. Yeah, what like, was the Kensington like? It's like one of the most expensive neighborhoods in the world. You were like, "Wow, this is so similar to Philadelphia." I know. It's well, that's there's they have a Southwark there. They have like all the all these like famous words, like everything in in America is just named, named after, after various something things else. in London. Yeah, um, but it was uh, it was really cool. It's a real like um, uh, like I was I I went. I, like I took my sister there and I mostly just went there cause she wanted to go there. Yeah. And, uh, my expectations were not super high, but I ended up liking it a lot more than in I in what I way? Like your expectation just yeah. like you were like, Oh, it's London. London just, It'll be fine. It wasn't like a high 
place on okay, my list. Okay, that's kind of how I feel. Like, go. there's a lot of other places I'd yeah. rather go first. But it's just like a nice. It's like a. I mean, it's a beautiful city. Yeah. Like I could see, like as a city, like a place to live. It seems like it would be really if it nice. was. And it's just got expensive. so much history. Because like most, I feel like most cities <clears throat> that I went to, uh, like two weeks would be like more than enough time to see most of the stuff that I particularly was interested in. Yeah. But London, just because it's like. Just because as, you know, and I'm interested in, like, history and literature and stuff. So it's a big city for both of those things. And it just it being, um, you know, the capital of, of Britain and, like, America sort of having so much history sort of comes from there. And um, and us being an English-speaking country, um, there was just, like, so much stuff that I had a context for that wouldn't really be the same if I went to Paris. Yeah. Which I think probably has just as much stuff. But it's like, you know, it's yeah. it would be French literature and French history, which I don't know as well. But like English stuff, it's like, oh, like, you know, you know who Henry VIII is and yeah. Queen Elizabeth and, and Shakespeare and all these people. Did you run around um, just talking shit about ragcoats or? Um, no, I although uh, the the place we were staying was very close to the the Thames, the, uh-huh. which is the big river there. And right across the river, if I walked to the river right across, I could see the spire of a church. And that church is where Benedict Arnold is buried, <laughs> which is pretty cool. That is kind of cool. Um, so I walked over there and burnt it to the ground. <laughs> and I spat on the ashes. Yeah. But um, you can't, he's buried in the crypt, so you can't, you got to like call ahead and they'll let you down. But, um, but I didn't they probably that. wouldn't let you down. But it was a real... They'd be like, I'm sorry, where's your accent from? <laughs> You'd be like, from America. But it was cool. And I, w- I wanted to... I didn't get to ask anybody about it. But I wonder if, like, if um, if anyone in England even knows who Benedict Arnold is. Because from their perspective, he's a very minor figure. I mean, in American he, history, yeah, he he's a still vi- a very minor figure. Yeah, he but like, he's like... He's our, like, you know, shorthand for a traitor is, like, I Benedict know. Arnold. And what do I always say, Mike? We should be calling those people Robert E. Lee's, not Benedict Arnold's. That's true. It's, it's a way yeah, greater example. Much of a more, charter. a much more substantial. Yeah, and uh, real missed opportunity. Whoever came up with that. Yeah, I wonder when that popped into like popular culture. I don't know. I've heard that like a lot of the sort of American founding mythology um, was sort of became a thing around centennial. the centennial or the, the centennial the centennial really? so the 1870s yeah. but then there was a renewed interest obviously for the bicentennial uh-huh. which i think is when we we got into like our real current peculiar stupid <laughs> brand of uh nationalism of like not you know yeah because like like you know betsy ross isn't really a real person kind yeah. of and paul revere didn't like is not historically significant but like all that stuff was like i think that was like centennial kind of stuff yeah. and then a lot of it was reintroduced into school curriculums for the bicentennial well even like uh when i was in dc earlier this summer we were at one of the smithsonian's and they have like the francis scott key flag yeah that he like wrote the star spangled banner to yeah. and it was like who the fuck cares what flag he was looking at? Like, that's, like, the least... I mean, we went and looked at it, but it was just a giant flag. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I guess that's all it could really be. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a lot of but you know so you don't think when um like jefferson davis and robert e lee and all those guys jump ship you don't think they were like the north was like these guys are fucking benedict arnold's over here i'm sure they were <laughs> you think they called him benedict arnold you know what i heard recently so he he like he jumped ship and went over to he was like I, i'm out because i feel like back then you could probably pull some shady shit like that but still just like live in the woods somewhere i think i think england was a much nicer place to live probably yeah um and uh i think what happened was i don't think he was natural like really wanted to be a traitor but i think he he found himself in charge of a fort that the british were besieging that were basically like and he cut a deal the- yeah and he cut yeah. a deal um but like but then yeah he got- just got to live in england which a lot of the loyalists from the american revolution after the war was over the british just dropped them off in nova scotia so they didn't even like get to you would think they'd Which be like sounds like a way do you want to come back places. to england and it's like <laughs> no you could just hang out in one of the least uh developed uh areas of Cold canada yeah wet yeah. yeah good luck they still live there apparently yeah i love um the movie the witch which obviously takes place a bit before the revolution would have happened but yeah um like the opening scene is them like kind of leaving their yeah. settlement and like god damn that must have been horrifying yeah to like if you got cast out like that if that i'm sure it happened but if it even happened like that and they, they just closed the walls and now you just live in the wilderness who yeah. fucking knows what's out there yeah it was weird they were weird people it's weird that like the puritans were so weird yeah so weird yeah and it's it's weird to me how big of an impact that still has on like american culture yeah now well it's interesting because i think the puritans were regarded as weird yeah like even yeah. for, well, that's for much fucking of, left. of american like subsequent american history and then i think around the centennial that was when like we the started mayflower re, re, uh uh like uh re uh redefining them as being like good wholesome settlers puritans got a they got a topher style rebrand yeah they went from being weirdos to just being people who came here for religious oppression but apparently the civil war actually had a lot to do with that because um because we we now regard the pilgrims as sort of our founding myth Mm -hmm. but we had two founding myths and the other one that's actually slightly older is the jamestown yeah story but but um so they were kind of competing to to each be the national story and the south wanted the jamestown one and the north wanted the the mayflower one and oh, then the man. south succeeded and abraham lincoln made thanksgiving a national holiday kind of elevating the northern origin story over the jamestown one even though the jamestown one i think is actually a lot more with its you know uh all of its violence and starvation uh <laughs> and you know and and it's as it's purely uh capitalist beginnings is actually much more of a uh a, a, a potent narrative for for our country and its subsequent history than however the, uh, than the pilgrim one thanksgiving is pretty awesome that's true just as a sort of no it's a good holiday day. In, yeah. in the south they refused to celebrate it for a long time actually and then they eventually, and now they're the kind of people who would be like, like, you're not going to celebrate Thanksgiving. But it's like, I think they only started doing that like maybe 80 like years in ago. In their or lifetime. Um, 
but uh but yeah it's weird like that america i mean myth building is weird and especially like being in london and like seeing the their the english sense of their own mythology some of which kind of you uh like kind of feel as an american and some of which is like well that's just fucking stupid do you have an example of each well they're like i mean obviously they're so into the the british royal family and stuff Um, were you like you guys know they're all inbred right (laughs) (laughs) we don't even allow that in america (laughs) it's like uh uh but you know they have their weird things where like um you know for for uh uh, a lot of their various monarchs were kind of like would go to war with one another yeah or were supplanted by each other and like you know, th- in Britain, they had uh, for a while their monarchy was abolished, and the king the king got his head cut off by Oliver Cromwell, mm-hmm. who then set himself up as sort of a dictator for like a decade. Yeah, and then after he died, he had, had like a weak like Don Junior kind of son, and then the monarchy came back <laughs> and reestablished itself. But but so Cromwell's a weird thing because it's like when was that? This was in the s- the mid sixteen hundreds, like the sixteen. 16- 40s i think um but so like cromwell is like he's kind of from one view of history he's kind of a bad guy because he like killed the king Mm -hmm. but then from another view of history he's regarded as like this champion of parliamentarianism in the face of the monarchy so like just in different buildings you would go in like like at um uh like if you go to windsor castle which was like a, a, a a castle really uh, associated and r- renovated by Charles II, who was the king who came back after Cromwell. Uh-huh. Like there, Cromwell's like kind of a bad guy because he killed Charles II's father. Okay. But then if you're in Parliament, there's a big statue of Cromwell and they're all kind of like, you know, because Parliament is like, it's like Congress being like a little suspicious of the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like all kind of suspicious of the monarchy. So they're like, yeah, remember that time we we killed all you guys? <laughs> you know? So keep that in mind. Yeah, British... Uh, culture and stuff. It's so old. It is. That, yeah. Yeah. Like that's weird to me because American, obviously, culture and history is very, very recent comparatively. Yeah, and there's so yeah. Like we have pictures from most of America. There's fewer history. eras. Yeah. And the people dress very differently in each of them. You know. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like easy to keep track of it. But then it, yeah, because like because my sister's really into the the royal family, so we went to we went to five different palaces mm-hmm. uh, uh i would like to go see some of the like just because and they're yeah they're all kind of different they were built at different times yeah. and they're all sort of associated with different monarchs who it was their primary residence uh-huh. but it's a, you know there's like there's a bunch of george's there's a bunch of edwards like you know henry the eighth obviously we know who he is but there were seven other henry's <laughs> who i don't know who any of them are i think was henry he the, the second or the third was important um I'm not sure. I think his son, who might have also been named Henry, was technically king for like six months or something. Yeah. But. But what it about was, like a, a Queen Elizabeth? Or uh, like, what about some like the? Because there's some like weird kings and queens, right, from back in the day. Like, wasn't. Yeah. Um, well, the ones who end up having the most effect are. are was the, there a weird Catherine at some point? Catherine the Great was Russian. Oh, she's pretty famous. I, um, I don't. I know nothing about like the royalty, the royal families, and I, can, I don't think there was a Catherine in England. But they've had a couple queens. But their their queens have tended to have very long reigns, 
which is partially why they're so famous. Because I think Elizabeth ran for for 45 years or something, a long time. Yeah. Queen Victoria, a really long time, obviously, and now Elizabeth II, a long time. I think Queen Anne was kind of a long time, too. Queen um, Anne, was she weird? She was weird because she wasn't, I don't think she was married. Oh, wait, is that the favorite? Did you see the favorite? Yeah, I think that's, is I that didn't Queen see Anne? it. I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I feel like uh, you got to be a fucking weirdo. At least at some point in your life, you got to just turn into a complete fucking weirdo. I think they're all weird in different ways, and you hope that their weirdness is not like this. Queen Elizabeth seems pretty or destructive. Regular, yeah. Well, she has a different thing because I think um, yeah, prior to true. her lifetime, the royals could kind of hide all the time. Yeah, but her whole life has just been like um, people constantly taking pictures of her. Yeah, they said in when we were on one of the tours, we were on. They they said that the the expression. There's an expression that like, um, uh, the queen Queen Elizabeth thinks the whole world smells like fresh paint and fresh flowers, because like before she goes into any yeah. room, they've been like prepping it for her to go into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really strange and seems kind of exhausting. But earlier monarchs could kind of just fuck around in their in their palaces. But also, think. Queen Elizabeth, she's never really had any power. No, she does. There, the so. monarchy has not really had any power since. I think 1688 it's been a really oh long time. that long that's what well that was when it became a they went from being absolute monarchs to constitutional so monarchs was that post post cromwell that was post cromwell and was it because of his impact no it was actually so cromwell was i think he was a puritan like our massachusetts friends ew um perv so he was like really uh you like most of english history from Henry VIII until the present day has basically been a a it was a struggle between Catholicism and Protestantism yeah. and Protestantism won and has won for a long time but they still like the Protestantism of England is a big part of their own self mythology um, so the Henry VIII and Queen Elizabeth really established Protestantism Church of England as a religion. Then after Elizabeth, the Stuarts came in. They were the next dynasty. Mm-hmm. And the Stuarts were all kind of like crypto-Catholics who were like a little, they were like a little, they weren't super into the Protestantism thing. And they were like, and so there was always this fear that the Stuarts were going to bring back Catholicism. Um, and so that was part of why Cromwell, who was, he was even more cons- conservative than the Protestants because he was a Puritan. Uh-huh. That was part of why they like um, basically killed charles the first um because and then catholicism was always like uh the uh they were afraid the french were gonna invade or the spanish or like the irish were always catholic and they were always like up to stuff yeah so they were always like trying to maintain this this they, they felt like they were surrounded by all these catholic adversaries so then cromwell's out the Stuarts come back and the last Stuart actually did try and like really switch back to catholicism uh-huh. um so then they kicked him out they brought in they put his sister on the throne and her Dutch husband, who was William of Orange, and they're like, "You Bold guys choice. can come in. You got just because he w- they they were like good Protestants, uh-huh. and then Parliament like kind of made a deal where they're like, we're mostly running the show, but you guys can still be in power. So even in the revolution, the, military and stuff. the king was just a figurehead for the most part. I think so. I think that's why. Um, I don't. They might have had like certain discretion in in uh 
in waging war and stuff. Yeah. But I think, I think Parliament kind of controlled the purse strings a lot. Yeah. And that's why even in the revolutionary period, people like William Pitt the Younger, and like you know the prime ministers started to really be like important figures, um, and that continued. It's up, so up to crazy today. to be born. <laughs> And then just be like, you're going to be a king of this giant fucking superpower. Yeah. Like, wow. You have everything you ever want, and you run this country, and you have infinite power. You're going to kill a lot of people because you're going to be a dick, probably. Yeah. But do your thing, man. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's real weird. Luck of the draw. Yeah. Uh. But I did realize, because I, I, you know, I, I think the monarchy is dumb, and I think... Yeah. that being really into the monarchy like my sister is is like a weird thing <laughs> for an american but for it's anyone celebrity man it's the kardashians it's but i I realized being over there like how much of that that and also just you know um their flag and those the double-decker buses and the red telephone booths like yeah. how much of that is like purposeful branding on the part of britain for tourism yeah because like that's essentially why I think the royal family exists is because it's like it's a thing that almost no other country has this really long unbroken monarchy yeah um, that goes back a thousand years and they have all these castles and palaces and people come to see it and like I think London is like the number one tourist country in the world based on the number of visitors per year and uh, and Buckingham Palace is like their biggest tourist attraction and it's like that's really why it it exists like it doesn't they don't have much yeah and it's like from that perspective it's like yeah i guess why would you get rid of it it's just like it's their version of like like disney world plus manhattan plus hollywood yeah kind of all it's weird like what like what it would take to like for the royal family to no longer exist is weird weird to think about because now they have kids having kids so like they're good there yeah but even like I They'd mean, have to, like, go bankrupt or something. In the past, I'm trying to remember who, but I think maybe George the First. There's been the past where, like, especially when they're trying to, like, there's, like, none of the immediate royal family has children and they have to go find a cousin. Yeah. And especially back in the days when it's, like, it couldn't be a Catholic cousin. Like, I think there was a king of England who was, like, like 52nd in line for the throne but he was like the first good Protestant they could find. And he was from Germany and spoke German and had never lived in England. And they brought him in. And I think he was George the first. Oh, really? Um, and they were like, will you come be our king? And he was like, sure, you know. I'm not going to turn that down. Um, so they can just kind of do that forever. But it's weird because I think like um, the weirdest thing is like like Queen Victoria is or Queen Elizabeth is the queen because she is the oldest person who is directly descended oh. from from a couple from various kings yeah. but there are lots of other people who are also directly descended from them who from this point like queen victoria has direct descendants who are just people like walking around london like i think david cameron might even be one yeah, yeah but it's yeah. like they're not royalty they're just fucking people but it's like but this one person through this one line yeah it's like so it's so strange yeah so it's like how how exactly do you get separated from the yeah like you that would suck that would suck to be like pretty closely related to the queen and be like poor and dumb yeah <laughs> you're just like what the fuck but it's like it is very i don't know but so now it'd be if queen elizabeth dies her son prince charles yeah if he dies prince 
um, William. William. Yeah. And then it just so on. If he dies, his oldest son. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah. So they're good. They got a bunch right now. It's funny to be like sixty something and be like a prince. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's the luck of the draw too, because like his his reign will be very short. Yeah. But you've just spent your whole life. Like I, I kind of think Prince Harry is that the redhead's name? Yeah, I feel like Prince Harry has it better because he doesn't really have the pressure of having to be the king. Yeah, he's just a prince. Yeah, and he's just gonna do that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That was the ending of um of one of the Narnia books. Is uh this guy? He's like a poor kid, and then he realizes that he's gonna be he's really the should be the first in line for the throne. Yeah. And he's afraid of hurting the crown prince's feelings. But then the <laughs> crown prince is excited because he's like, no, that would, you know, the fun thing is to be the second guy. Yeah. Because then you can just do whatever you want. Like yeah. nobody's really there's no pressure. Anything. But not that, I guess there's really pressure on being the king either, but how rich are those motherfuckers? I don't know. Like, they're not like Saudi prince rich. They're not. And they also, they have to pay for a lot of this stuff themselves. Like, or at at some point, like, Parliament wouldn't just build them houses anymore. Yeah. They had to, like, kind of raise the capital for it. But and aren't a like, lot of the houses they live in just houses that have been there for a while? Yeah. Yeah. But they still, like, the reason that it's, like, it's, you know, it's, like, 20 or 25 pounds to go in all these places. And that's because it's, like, it pays they, for the upkeep. Because I don't no. think that, I don't think the taxes actually pay for as, as much of their... So they're just banking cash, then, with, like, all the tourism. So, weirdly enough, the tourism machine that they've built really just kind of exists to sustain well, I the mean, royal family. I mean, there's all the other things that it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I, but it's really the preservation of the buildings. Yeah. Because at this point, yeah. that's what people like. Like, people like the office. They like the buildings, you know. How old is Buckingham Palace? Not very old. I didn't think it was. Because um, the, the difference between a palace and a castle is, like, a castle comes from... It's it's fortified and it's uh-huh. from the era of like where another king might come and invade you. Yeah. And the palaces are like more like from the Revolutionary War period on, where g- cannon was strong enough that it's like there's no reason to build a wall around this. People are either gonna take it or not. I want to see some cool castles. Yeah. Well, the Windsor Castle, which is out in the countryside, um, that's a legit castle that has like a big wall. And some buildings in the middle of it. It's in good shape. And, yeah, yeah. And then the Tower of London is also a castle. Yeah. With a wall and a big cool keep in the center of it. Is that where the king, kings used to live? Yeah. No one's lived in the Tower of London for hundreds of years. Um, but that's, like, where they keep the crown jewels. Nice. Um, but the Tower of London is basically just, like, a museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. Uh... Whereas, I think Windsor is still, like, there's parts of it you can't go in because those are still technically residences where, um, I don't know if they live there or, or they just could live there. Weird. Imagine they'll still living get, like, in a castle. There and stuff. Castle's got to be so haunted, man. Yeah. Like, all the torturing they do there at castles. Yeah. Well, the Tower of London, that was their big, like, prison slash torture slash that's got to be so haunted um, they should uh, they should give you they should do tours where you get to like sleep over yeah well the tower of london school because they wouldn't execute people there they would execute them like a little outside in like a square mm-hmm. but the but guys hold them there but the tourist guy was like but they would not execute 
uh, women in public so that the women they did execute right here. And he's just like pointing over there. But it's like, um, I think they had only executed six women, oh. but three of them were like, like two of them were Henry VIII's wives. Yeah. Another one was like a, a queen who was executed for some reason or another. I think maybe she was a usurper or something. But it was like, man, they were really just chopping people's heads off right here, which is rare to be in a place where they did that. Yeah. In this country. Yeah, we don't have a lot of... Uh, I don't think we ever really did beheadings here. Yeah. We were kind of post-beheading. Yeah. America's thing is hanging, I guess, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for a little history lesson. But there's the uh, the the cool... The thing of about London, what I didn't that I didn't really realize is how it's mostly a Victorian city. Yeah, like there's you know there's the castles and stuff, but there's not that many things. And London had a, a, a massive the Great Fire of London in like 1666, I think, that burnt down most of the old stuff. Uh. And it's had a, a couple other things since then. And it's also had the Blitz during World War II, which destroyed a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't have quite as many like like you you keep hearing reference to things that no longer exist that's weird but um but uh but because the the sort of height of the british empire corresponded with the reign of queen victoria in the like the mid to late 19th century um that's when so much cool stuff got built so there are like all these amazing houses and museums and and uh you know municipal government buildings and Mm -hmm from the Victorian era and there, and it's not like, I mean, you kind of see it in Victorian architecture in America, but like, it's very ornate and like, um, patterned and, and, yeah. and has like, um, uh, it's just very, it's very cool. So like, that's the kind of the thing that strikes you the most as you're walking around and they're just like these ridiculous. Did you go to Piccadilly circus? I did. Yeah. What's the other one? Trafalgar square. That one, but also the other circus. Isn't uh, there another circus? There's a couple circuses. Yeah, but like there's like Piccadilly and then there's like another big, big one. There's Oxford Circus. Nah. That's not the one. Um, circus just basically means it's a like a roundabout. I know. But Piccadilly Circus is like Times Square. Yeah, it's like the crazy one. Um, but it's still very cool. Like the buildings there are very cool. There's another famous Piccadilly level circus that I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. I could just be making it up. I just think to call a place Piccadilly Circus is... It's a, it, for it to not be a circus? It's a hilarious name. Yeah, it's like... It's a very magical name. Yeah. But none of the circuses are circuses. They're yeah, just, no, I know. But yeah, but that one is most circus it's a very sounding. Yeah, it sounds like it should be like Coney Island or something. Yeah, yeah. Like Piccadilly Circus, yeah. And maybe I made it up. There's no other circus worth talking about. You think of the Circus Maximus in Rome? No. I guess I was just thinking of Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, you see the Globe Theater? Is that in London? I did, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, we went Is on that, a- like, rebuilt, though? Yes. Oh, okay, so fuck that. No, but it's still really cool, because the actual Globe only stood for, like, 40 years. Yeah. Um, and that was actually interesting. There was a very brief period of time where you could really have secular theater in london uh-huh. because when the monarchs were catholic all the only theater you could have was religious theater and then queen elizabeth really encouraged secular theater as kind of a break from catholicism and then when cromwell came in 
he pulled all the theaters down because he was a Puritan and he hated theater. So there was only this period of like a hundred years. Where, so is that when and that's the globe came down? Was when yeah with Cromwell yeah. But Shakespeare built it like it was his own. Yeah, he didn't have a theater. Yeah, and he built it. But they yeah it was rebuilt. Well, you mean the group of people who posed as Shakespeare? Yes, the 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 person or persons that we call. Well, although actually I think I think in this instance it actually would be. The man William Shakespeare built it, oh. even if you didn't believe that he also wrote the plays. Oh, really? I don't really know the conspiracy behind Shakespeare so much. Yeah, I, I just don't know. People think he wasn't yeah him or something. I don't know. Yeah, that his <laughs> plays weren't written by him. But I don't think anyone is disputing that he is the man who built it. Who had so the he was company, involved? The no matter who wrote, he was whatever, still a theater guy. He was still a theater guy. Yeah. Weird. Okay, I yeah. thought it was like a. He didn't exist no, situation. No, 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 no. He definitely existed. Okay. Yeah. But it's a really cool space. It's only from... They rebuilt it in, like, the 70s, I think. Sam Wanamaker, who was portrayed in in, uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. he was the guy who spearheaded it. Weird. Um, and, but, and, and there was a lot of resistance to it, but it's awesome. We went on a tour of it. It still has, like, a thatched roof. The seats are uncomfortable. They, like, <laughs> they built it, like, you it know, they went through completely. people's diaries. But yeah. it would be so cool... I really want to see a show there. I think it would be so cool to see because it's it's very straight up and down. Yeah, it's not that big. See, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of completely uninterested in places that have been rebuilt. I used to be like that, like I wanted like the authenticity. Yeah, but, but you're just you're just at a you're in a you're in a like what is that at that point? Yeah, but the, I think I think that's a very modern perspective because even like really old churches and castles and buildings have been rebuilt many times yeah and added to and um i think like it's so hard to preserve a building like i think like we should just go back and rebuild all of like the famous things that have been fallen down and then after 100 years no one will care except for the the joe manners of the world but like because it's it's like it's so it's cool that it's there and um and you know there there are like like the thing that really ch- changed my mind about this is apparently there are all these temples in Japan that are, you know, a thousand years old, but they're built of wood, and wood doesn't last a thousand years. So they years. replace the so wood. So they like will slowly replace the wood, and then over the course of like two hundred years, it's a completely new building. Yeah. But it's still that temple. Like the idea of the temple has yeah, been there I, for a I thousand don't, I years. I can't explain why, but that's different to me than this place has fallen down or uh-huh. burned away or whatever. Yeah. And now we're gonna build it back up based on recollections that we think we have uh-huh. like i went to uh or especially if it's like a place that something took when i was i think we talked about this when i was in dc went to the ford's theater yeah and i was like man like right there uh-huh that's that's where they got him uh-huh and then i sat down and read the pamphlet and i was like these motherfuckers <laughs> i paid for this this is fake okay so they this is a halloween costume this I, is <laughs> this is nothing this is a building would it be different if you knew going in like, yeah i probably wouldn't have gone <laughs> that's like me being like dude lincoln was killed here in yeah. this house you'd be like whoa well was i don't know about so f- is ford's theater like a reconstruction on the site of ford's theater pretty much yeah okay it, like after but it's the same spot the globe isn't spot. even in the same spot fuck that <laughs> what is that at that point it's like a, you might as well go to the like, globe theater in fucking arkansas no it's like a hundred yards from the same spot but it's not on the exact same foundation i don't know man i just i don't 
I mean, I, it's cool to see it. Like, oh, this is this is what it looked like. We yeah. think, but also like. Just fucking throw on some VR helmet and look at it through you, a computer. Yeah, but it would be different because you have like, you know, they have like yeah, I know, I know, plays I know, there I know, and stuff. I know, I know. Um, I I don't know. I I think I think it's cool. I I think it's cool to like build it and then have plays there because they do that at Forge Theater too. Yeah. But don't they fucking built the booth? They don't let anyone sit in that booth. Oh uh, really? And they they have it. Well, that's a uh, little silly. They have if the, it's just a reconstruction, then everyone should be able to sit there and pretend to get shot in the well, head. Well, so when Lincoln was president, I guess they didn't have a presidential seal. Uh huh. So I guess they just kind of used Washington as like the presidential seal. So there's a portrait of Washington supposedly out, like uh, on the front of the booth that he was sitting in to signify that this was like the presidential booth. They like hung like you know flag or you know like banner or whatever. Yeah. To, like American banner and. Uh, they have it staged just like that in the chair. It's I, it's not. It's just a chair probably that doesn't even look like the chair he was sitting in, and it's probably not even set up the same way inside. It's yeah. just like what? What is it at that point? Yeah, that's and fair. then and then they that's charge you money to walk removed. across the street and see the house that he was he was in, and I think the house has been rebuilt, uh-huh. like the the one they took them to. Yeah, and the room. They don't have any of the real furniture that was in the room. Uh-huh. So now you're just in a room in a house in Washington, D.C. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like, I what could... the fuck is that? Yeah. Don't charge me for that. Yeah. I could see a room in any house in this city if I want. Like, yeah. you know, if I want to stay in a house, like, that's fine. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Because when I was driving through Illinois, there is, like, a, a Lincoln's Cabin historical site. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I was like, there's no way that's the, the original yeah, like, cabin. <laughs> Who would yeah. it, why would anyone preserve a yeah, cabin? Yeah, that was just a cabin for yeah. 100 years until, yeah. Yeah. I know, but... but so maybe so I like, wouldn't. what if, okay, what if, like, the Coliseum came down or something, and they rebuilt the Coliseum? Yeah. You that'd would have be, to. That'd be lame. No, it wouldn't. Then there wouldn't be a Coliseum. See, that's the thing. Because, like, because I think you need to, like, we need to be more okay with things, like, just getting destroyed and then being... And then just fixing them and letting that still be the same thing. Because, like, look at, um, you know, like, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, like, like you know, thankfully they just have to put a roof back on. But they have to kind of, like, restore the whole interior. True. So it's going to be a little different. True. But it's like it would have be, been very easy for that whole church to Okay, so down. then why don't they just keep the bones of uh-huh. the Coliseum and restore it all and build it back up so they could host soccer matches or something? I don't know, whatever they would host in there. Yeah, I think that Tennis. would be... I don't think that would be a, a a bad idea, but I feel like now, like, the Coliseum's legacy is more as a ruin. Like, it's mm-hmm. been a ruin so much longer, longer than, than it was <laughs> ever a thing. Yeah. So now it's like people, people don't want to see the real Coliseum. They want to see the kind of, like, half Coliseum from the pizza box. Yeah, if they saw the real one, they'd be like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Yeah. But like, like the like Greece wants to rebuild the Colossus of Rhodes on mm-hmm. the Isle of Rhodes, and I think that's cool. I don't even know what that is. Are there ruins there? No. So there's just nothing there. I don't think I think the where it originally stood is now underwater. Oh. But like, you know, Egypt was going to rebuild the lighthouse of Alexandria. I think that's a good but idea. But I don't can we All of our new shit kind of sucks. Well, th- I think they would build them to kind of look similar, but old. like a, Oh, they build them to look old. I was going to say I think I prefer it if you build it sort of in tribute, but like a new version of you it. You could do that too. Then 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 like a like a just like a, this is what it looked like 
a thousand years ago. Yeah, I just like cool stone buildings. I do too. But I want them to build more cool stone buildings. I feel that I, I can feel, walk up. I feel and, hoodwinked. And take pictures from when I'm like, this is this fucking shit is so old, and they're like, yeah. oh no, like this was built twenty years ago. And you're like, what the fuck? I do feel that way. Jefferson's house in Philadelphia is a reconstruction, is which it? I didn't know for a long time. Yeah, and I did kind of feel like that's fucking stupid. Yeah, but but now it is cool because it's like. It's like whatever you need. If if there's a a ten stop tourist tour of Philadelphia now, there's an eleventh <laughs> stop on it. You know, like you just need to like. But you need to and, see, and it looks nice. And even if you have no idea that it's like this is a reconstruction of Thomas Jefferson's house, it's like well, there's just a cool colonial house on the corner now. Like it's just, but it's it helps let the city look built? more like the city. Nineteen seventy four, probably. Yeah, around then. <laughs> it's probably rebuilt for the bicentennial, I would think. Yeah, but it has the great Flemish Bond bricks. Where they have like the black brick every so yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of that Philadelphia stuff is reconstructed. I know. Because the 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 concept of preserving old buildings is a fairly modern one. Well, it's also hard to do, like you said, with like wood or yeah, wood like especially. things just decay. And most and buildings historically have been wood, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think uh, I feel hoodwinked, and uh, I don't know, especially if it's like this is where he lived or this is where they did this or this is and you're like but it's not this is not even this is where i went yeah this is where you fooled me into going that's what this is this is a mo- a modern day retelling and it means nothing yeah i don't know i guess that's my i don't fucks with uh-huh in in retrospect yeah that's fair yeah i disagree but I, I probably would have agreed with you like three years but ago. But see, like if I was in London and like, oh, let's go to the Globe Theater, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And I'd probably forget about this conversation and I'd get there and I'd be like, is this the real? This is in good shape. I think if you just pay the slightest amount of attention, like you'll know whether <laughs> something is a reconstruction or not. No, but but like uh, the Lincoln, the Ford's Theater, it was rebuilt because I, I think it burnt down uh-huh. or like the, they... There was like it was a theater, and then Lincoln was killed, and then it went like bankrupt, and it got sold, and it turned into just like a nothing, like kind yeah. of an abandoned thing, and uh, then it was gutted, and then it was like torn down and rebuilt. But I think it's been up for like eighty years, yeah, and it or maybe a little bit less than that or something. But it's built to look old, and it feels old, and it smells old, yeah. And I don't know what the fuck it looked like in eighteen sixty, yeah. So you go in there, and and they have like lights and shit, and it's a little updated, but. Sort of a macabre thing to rebuild, like of all the yeah the Lincoln sites to. I don't know. Imagine going to Dallas and being like, "Whoa, this is where JFK was shot," and they're like, "Oh no, 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 <laughs> we've completely built over that. This is a whole new area." Yeah, you know, it's just well that happened to me at Platform Nine and Three Quarters. Okay, the Harry Potter yeah, spot because yeah, yeah. I went there, um, and I had heard that um that uh originally they have a little like shopping cart going into the wall you know yeah i've seen pictures and it had been at at on platform like where it would be platform like between platform nine and ten but then it was like too many people were going to it so they moved it like kind of into the lobby and now since then because then it used to be like okay then you just walk up and whatever but since then they've opened up a harry potter store next to it oh and now um and now there's just always 200 people there (laughs) and you have to stand in line you have to stand in line just to go in the store. 
you have to stand in a much longer line to like get your picture taken with the shopping cart and now like they have like an employee from the store like takes your picture and tries to sell it to you Uh. and it's like this isn't we're not even on platform nine and three quarters anymore yeah this is just a a fucking half shopping cart in a different wall in a train station in a very minor part of a book but you're getting that worked up about a fake thing yeah these are real things that yeah. they're doing exactly well, that. You, you for. get a you get a, a sense of uh, like I if I stood in line I would have no sense of what Harry was feeling. I don't know. It's like going to Yankee New but Yankee Stadium. You have a stadium. sense of kind of what it looks like for for uh, for old yeah. But they, they've they've knocked down Yankee Stadium yeah. as it once was. Yeah. They've moved it across the street, rebuilt it. Yeah. It's like going there and then being like, this is where Babe Ruth hit all of his home runs. Now, the last one was completely renovated and stuff, so that was barely the place Babe Ruth played. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. This one is uh, completely unrelated, except the team is the same. Yeah. So to call it Babe Ruth's stadium or, you know, the house that Ruth built or whatever, it's a lie. (laughs) It's not the same thing. Yeah, I guess. That's harder that's that is yeah that's a little harder to swallow but i do think some of these things just kind of exist as you have to allow them to exist as a concept and be in multiple forms i guess so i mean i'll probably still go to all these things but i'm gonna complain every time yeah like we were sitting there and i was reading the thing like lauren was reading the pamphlet i'm reading the pamphlet and i'm like this is completely rebuilt like this is a completely new thing and then i was kind of like why the fuck are we here like if I like, I don't, I don't need to be here. Yeah. Well, I think the problem with Washington D.C. is unless you're in the Capitol building or the White House. Yeah. It's like it's not a, a place where like a lot of history actually happens. Happens. Yeah, 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 for sure. But they do have good museums and stuff. I yeah, might well, go to D.C. for a yeah. a week or so just to go to all the like the yeah you can spend a lot of time at all those museums there's so many well that's what i realized we've got to a couple my sister doesn't really like museums that much but we got to a couple museums but Uh like you know we could be there for like two hours before well there's a thing and then it's like there's just so much stuff to see the problem is with museums is kind of the same thing like where you know like lauren and i went to like this air and space museum or like a couple of the history museums there yeah. And you're like reading a thing, it's got like a placard and then it like a little thing in a box or something. And it's like a re- you know, a reconstruction of what like a soldier's something or other would look like. Yeah. And you're like, why is that in a box? Like why is it in glass? <laughs> yeah, if it's just a reconstruction. This was made in, you know, like 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's just it's just wood. Like why is this being why is this so precious? Yeah. And and the Air and Space Museum, half of it is just kind of like diagrams. Yeah. And you're like... Well, I imagine a lot of their their stuff is still in space, right? Well, I think, yeah, it's just... It's kind of more theoretical. Yeah. But that's like... Like, they do have, like, you know, astronaut uh, uniforms. I don't know what the... Yeah. Suits. Like, uh, like spacesuits and stuff. Those are cool. And they have, like, some of, like, the real, like, planes and stuff. But they have, like, a Wright Brothers exhibit. And they're like, this is... They have, like, a big thing and it's like this is what their their thing looked like <laughs> like yeah. what their glider looked like and you're like well that's kind of like okay like we have pictures you can just show me a picture of it but it's like if you <laughs> like if you go to a museum and see like a big dinosaur skeleton same thing like it's not a real dinosaur yeah, skeleton yeah, for sure but it's still like cool yeah and i think 
museums are caught in this weird thing where it's like you can show them real stuff which is mostly like broken shards of pottery and it's kind of boring <laughs> or you can show them like interesting stuff which is fake most of the time yeah you know yeah to kind of i guess it's more there to kind of give you an idea of what it yeah I don't know. I, I just like seeing the original shit. Like, that's why the uh, museum at Gettysburg that we went to, like, just the Visitor Center Museum, Yeah. that was so cool because it's all like, look at this old fucking uniform and yeah. this, like, book, this Bible we found that had writing in it and, yeah. like, all the old pictures and all that stuff. Remember that picture one we went to? The, that was weird. That was really weird. I wonder what will happen to that when that guy... Guy dies? Yeah. Like, tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's an amazing collection. It is, dude. It's such a weird thing. It's got to be worth money, right? I would think. I, wonder... I don't know how much old pictures are worth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll I probably mean... just go go to either there. They'll probably just the you know like the Gettysburg Park or whatever will yeah, absorb just, it. And... That would be good. I'm sure he has. It should some just stay where it, it is. They should just like yeah, like send one of their in that creepy little house. Yeah, that was great. Dude, imagine the ghosts roaming around there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you know because you're not a believer, but. Um, I mean, if there's going to be ghosts, it's going to be Civil War ghosts. Yeah. And they're going to be attached to their pictures. Yeah. But there were so, like, hundreds of pictures, and they were all, like, authentic, old, from the time period pictures. Yeah. I could look at those things all day. Like, that's my favorite part of the Civil War documentary, just looking at the pictures. Big Matthew Brady fan. Yeah. Yeah. They're great pictures. They're very humanizing. Yeah. Do you follow that Instagram account that's like the recolored? Yeah, history, history? colored or whatever. That's really cool. It is cool. Some of them look shitty. Yeah. But some of them look amazing. Like, yeah. Look perfect. Yeah. Um, they do. They post a lot of Civil War stuff. Yeah. 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 It's neat. Okay. Well, what's your I don't fucks with? Um. I don't know. It's such a it's such a big a big deal. It's my it's last your one. last one. If it makes you feel better, you can still tell me what you don't fucks with when we're not doing podcasts. I think I will do that because um, <laughs> there are a lot of things. But uh, I think I'm just gonna like you know um, go out on a positive note. Oh, not a uh, not a. You oh, know, you're gonna spit in the face of everything this segment <laughs> stands for. Not entertain. <laughs> negativity just leave a you know like what are the things i i do fucks with you okay. know like like just Writing. say yes to no i'm actually i might have said this one before okay but i'm gonna say it again all right because i feel strongly about it stop saying y'all okay i, I don't know if you have said that on i here. can't deal with all these people on twitter saying y'all at me all the time you're not from the south especially knowing they don't say it in real life they don't say it in real life yeah if you're not from the south if you didn't grow up saying y'all, you could be, you know, certain people that aren't from the South also say y'all. Yeah. That's fine. But if you're just like a virtue signaling white person <laughs> from Pennsylvania like me, stop saying y'all. I don't like, I don't, I think maybe some people see it as like a gender neutral kind mm -hmm. of thing. I don't care. Just say something else. I don't. What about yins? Yins, you can say yins if you want. I mean, yins sounds... <laughs> it's not going to catch on. Yins, is, yins just sounds so um, offensive, even if it's not. Yeah. But, like, everyone say, I think it's, it's the language of kind of, like, I think sort of African-American social justice activists that have been adopted by other people, the, both the word y'all and the word uh, folks. Like, everyone says folks instead of people now. Yeah, it's, like, what are you motherfuckers, it's Mr. Rogers? It's like, absurd... 
if just talk how you talk like it's fine to talk however you talk like don't like affect these weird things and it's just like it just drives me insane especially y'all like don't don't give the south that that they're they're <laughs> that for the rest of history we're all gonna say y'all like yeah that's horrible yeah yeah i'm not saying it i'm really afraid my children are gonna say it no just um, don't make, make but everybody don't says say it, it now everybody and no, people man, do say it. say it people say it in real life um and it's like it's it's not it's not cute no. it's lame it is uh it, we're at a weird point where uh i think we've all been online or whatever for so long that like d- digital affectations are really kicking in for yeah. people you know yeah and it's it's weird. I don't like it at all. Because you know pe- you you know people and you talk to them regularly or whatever, uh-huh. or at least regularly enough, and then you see them writing stuff on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and you're like, that's not the way you talk. Yeah. And I'm I'm worried that I do that. I try not to, but I don't know. Maybe I do it. You know. Yeah. It's scary. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either. Yeah. I, but I'm also like I'm so inept. That's why at I Twitter abandoned that. Like, well, yeah, I don't really tweet anything anymore. But that's why I abandoned. Well, not why, but why I abandoned captions on Instagram. Really, I just put the place it was, and uh-huh. the, yeah, and when it was taken, and then some hashtags. Yeah, yeah, that's all that's necessary. Because I don't want to. I like Instagram as being like an almost wordless medium. Yeah. 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 I also hate seeing pictures and not knowing where they were taken, at least general areas they were taken. So yeah, um, I try and at least throw that if anyone's interested. Yeah. But uh, I'm I've been thinking about just going completely captionless. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, but I don't think I'll do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, now you see it. I don't know how often, if ever, you watch like Insta stories. Mm-hmm. Like people on there, like posting their Instagram stories, like they'll put words on it. Yeah, and then it's like, well, okay, now you're just kind of talking at me, <laughs> and that's weird. Well, I've noticed um, a lot of people seem to pretty much only use the story feature and not really post that many pictures. Now I notice a thing now where people will post a picture and then post a story of the picture, signaling you to go check out the picture on their profile. That's strange. And it's like, I don't need to see this shit twice, dude, you know? Yeah. And I, you see it with, like, um, like I follow some, like, pottery people or, like, photog- uh, photography people or something, and they'll, like, they'll give you, like, a snippet of the picture or, like, a snippet of the thing they posted, and then they'll yeah. be like, check out my thing. But usually there's, like, a link to buy it or something like that. I get that. That's kind of just, like, wheeling and dealing. Yeah. You know, kind of playing the game. But if you're just, like, Todd... You just posted a selfie. Like, don't signal me, signal me to yourself. I don't know. It's just like a weird. Yeah. Not everyone's a brand. Well, that's the thing. I think, and somebody, um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have pointed this out. But, like, at some point, like, people used to just live their lives and, and not, th- like, th- have a concept of themselves as some, as, as, re- like, ha- like, there wasn't a lot of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And certainly not uh, this idea that you need to kind of be a certain way to communicate like all these sort of subtle signals to people. And now because everyone is a brand, like everyone, like they shape the way they talk. And it's like, oh, well, you know, like part of my brand is being from Philadelphia. So I got to say all these Philadelphia words. I got to like like all these Philadelphia things. I can't just like be my own authentic self 
Like yeah. I have to be some like m- like more authentic that is actually less authentic version of myself. Hype. And and I I don't like like and I guess I don't know, but pe- people live like they're just living their whole lives. Like you can just like like the real world has become like a weird secondary thing and the, and like social media is the real thing and they're just always like 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 tamp like tinkering with or prepping for that. Yeah. And also, oh, another one. This is, okay, so I was in London, <laughs> with most tourist city in the country. Yeah. Like, and I probably said this before, but smartphones have like completely ruined tourism. Yes, I think one of your idle fucks when you got back from Ireland. Like, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Museums are like it's just people walking around taking pictures of stuff. They don't stop. They don't look at anything. And there are people. I went to see like the Rosetta Stone, mm-hmm. which is in the British Museum. It's a cool, famous thing to see. Uh, it looks cool. Cause it's kind of like half broken. Yeah. It's got three different scripts on it. We did like fucking elbow our way, like up to see this thing that people like, they're like paparazzi are like standing around taking all these pictures of like, so like, and so much of this stuff, like I get like, sure. There's a picture of it online. You want like your own picture or whatever, but it's like, you don't need 30 and you don't certainly don't need to take like a 30 second video of a stationary object in a case. You and, don't need pictures of it. And people are just like, it's just absurd. Like, you just need to like, like, I, j- like, as I always try to have awareness of like other tourists and like people around you. It's like you're there also on their vacation and stuff. Yeah, you, and get you can't quick- just like be like such a little, like a little piggy about everything. But the other thing is too, a picture of something at a museum is basically the worst picture you could ever take of anything ever. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like uh, just a picture of the Rosetta Stone on your phone. Like, what are you doing with that picture? Yeah, especially because it's, it's like a picture of the Rosetta Stone under glass with like a reflection yeah, of yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of people of taking pictures of you taking the it. picture, but like not It's like, yeah, what yeah. is the purpose of that other yeah. than to like, I mean, I texted it to my mom, but. Yeah, but I get that. But that's usually like, how good does that picture need to be? You yeah. need one, boom. Yeah. You can text you it to people and be like, you'll never believe what I saw. You don't need to be there forever. Yeah. And if you don't get that picture and you don't send it to anybody, they'll probably believe that you went. <laughs> it's well, something anyone like, can no do. No one would ever question anything that I saw that yeah. I said that I saw. Yeah, you could have told people me anything. You could have been like, dude, you'll never believe I it's saw. Like, I don't, and if I felt like people of, were like really going through and like making little photo albums and like reflecting. But so, I'm, the vast majority of pictures that are taken never get looked at again. No. It's like, just stop. I very much appreciate Lauren uh, she is on top of keeping photo albums mm-hmm. and i take a lot of pictures when we go places on my cameras and stuff and like you said like a lot of them i'm just never gonna look at again i'm aware of it yeah but it's just too much to go through and stuff so she'll force me to get them printed and then we'll put them in a photo album and then in that sense i will look at them yeah. i'll sit there and, and well, flip nice. through a book yeah yeah um but yeah, like if you're just snapping off a hundred pictures of a fucking Rosetta Stone, yeah. you have three thousand photos on your phone that you're never gonna look at again. Yeah, yeah, and I like like I like Instagram. I like taking pictures of things when I go places and putting them on my Instagram. It's kind of like it feels like I'm on this long adventure mm-hmm. of all the things that I saw. And I like sc- actually scroll through my Instagram a lot. Yeah, and I care about that aspect of it more than like people liking stuff. Yeah, it's just yeah. like yeah, like look at all the stuff that I saw. That's it is cool. like a photo album that you've made, but like. Of, but it, of your journeys. But it's just like you've been going go, back and posting stuff from our road trip. Yeah, well, I, I I have a lot of stuff on my phone that I I was being very selective mm-hmm. 
on Instagram. I also didn't realize you could post like ten photos yeah. at once. I was like halfway through Ireland when I realized you could do that. Yeah. So I'm go- trying to go back and like things that I would have put back in the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put on now. Especially yeah, I saw you when put Antelope Island on there, and I was like, oh, yeah. They're my. good pictures that I. Yeah, they're had. great. It looked. It looks cool. That place is awesome. I have some really good pictures from there too. Yeah. I like yeah. that place. All right. Well, you want to plug? Do a last plug. Um. Could yeah. Be your last plug ever. I have a, a, a short story in the current issue of McSweeney's Quarterly Concern. It's called All Addicts. It's my best publication of my career and probably my last one. Nah. And, uh, but it's out. It's out in stores. Ken Krell has it. Does he? Yeah, he took a picture of it, and he sent it to me. Good job, Ken. And, uh, but, yeah, so if you're interested in that, if not. Wait, can I tell you a secret real quick about Ken? Yeah. Sorry. So we go to the movie the other night, and I bought peanut butter M and M's, which you later told me Ken had f- had foretold you that that would happen. Yeah. About an hour before we go to the movie, Ken texts me and says something about going to the movie, and I'm like, "Yeah, I already saw it. It was pretty good." And he's like, "Yeah, I liked it." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "You're gonna get a snack." I'm like, yeah, dog, I'm probably going to fuck around and get some Reese's Sticks. And he's like, he's like, you got to get some peanut butter M&M's. <laughs> and I was like, why do I got to get peanut butter M&M's? I was like, maybe, you know, it's definitely on the menu, but I'm, I think I'm going to fuck around and get some Reese's Sticks. And he was like, I told Mike you were going to get peanut butter M&M's, <laughs> so you need to get peanut butter M&M's. So I was, I was privy. I was in on it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I didn't tell him I was going to tell you, but now I feel like the goof has... Uh, you not knowing doesn't benefit me at all. It's funnier to tell you and see your reaction. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's clever. I should have suspected. I'm surprised you didn't. I thought you were going to be like, did you talk to Ken tonight? He didn't say anything. You're just like, I got to read you this text message I got from Ken. Well, Ken, I think, makes it his business to try to like observe people and mm-hmm. know how they wh- how they take mm-hmm. and stuff and he started like last time I, so he could take advantage of you yeah later. <laughs> last time i was hanging out with him he like kept reading my body language because i think he read like a book on body language and stuff um he probably didn't he probably read a wikipedia on body yeah language. or that but like but then also uh he likes to cheat to get ahead yeah. so both to be things. fair he wasn't wrong both things he no wasn't that's true. wrong i would definitely like if I wasn't going to grab Reese's Sticks, I was going to grab peanut butter M&M's, and they were, I was kind of bouncing back and forth on my head. Yeah. But uh, my number one is Reese's Sticks, so I probably would have gone with them. I don't even know what a Reese's Stick is. It's... Are they new? It's like a Kit Kat fucked a Reese's Cup. Uh, is this peanut butter in it? And they had a baby. It's like a Nutter Butter Bar. Remember those? From when you were a kid? Are those what I'm thinking of? Uh, Butterfinger? Like, no, 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 no. Just like those peanut butter bars. That you'd get. Oh yeah, it's like that, but oh, I better love those. And, and a little smaller. Oh, I with might have Reese, to get like, And like Reese's chocolate. I loved those. I would get them all Yo, the time. I, I've been a big proponent of Reese's sticks. I'm probably the only loud proponent of Reese's sticks for the last decade at least. They've been around that long. They've been around since at least we were in high school. Yeah, maybe oh, wow. maybe sooner. But I, they're like probably my favorite candy. And I, uh, next time you're fucking around and getting some candy, I know you're not trying to eat candy right now, but if you do. Yeah. Try out some Reese's sticks. Yeah. And this goes for the listener too. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing you take away, it's that you should try Reese's sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not anti candy, I'm just having a lot of 
tooth problems. Yeah, well, I just, my you said the other day you were trying not to eat candy yeah. so much. But it's not like a vanity. That's cool. Even health if it thing. It's just my my teeth are weak. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, you were plugging your stuff. McSweeney's quarterly. That's it. All addicts. Just go out, read books. You know. Okay. Do you want to um, recommend anything for anybody? Hmm. Movie book, hmm. podcast, song, album, uh, TV show. Yeah, I read while I was in London. I I reread the famous long short story uh, by Robert Louis Stevenson. Uh, the Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. And it's a great story. Yeah. It's really enjoyable. Um, I know everyone knows that they're the same person, which I think is... What? Spoiler alert. It's kind of the surprise ending of the story. But even knowing that, it's just a very enjoyable story. It's a little different than you would think it was. Uh-huh. And, um, <clears throat> it's, it, yeah, it's just really well written. Robert Louis Stevenson's a great How a long great is writer. it? It's like 60 pages. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll check that out. Mike, thanks for doing the podcast like 30 times. Yeah, no, this was so great. I'm sad that it's over. Yeah, it's all right. Um, There'll be other things. Yeah. Yeah, there'll always be other things. Yeah, probably not like this, but there'll be other things. Yeah. Until like five years from now, I get tired and just quit doing things. (laughs) Well, it happens to everyone eventually. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. So, bye.